Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. We made it to the end of another trading week. I hope you have some nice, fun, or maybe relaxing plans for over the weekend. You are tuned in to Benzinga's daily Stocks to Watch podcast, a place where every trading day you can get at least a handful of trading ideas to get your day kicked off, stuff that maybe was just a news item that we want to get on your radar, stuff that is potentially an upcoming news item we want to get on your radar. Maybe we're hearing traders in our community around Benzinga and Benzinga Pro talking about a theme or a topic or specific tickers, and we think maybe you should also get some of those names on your radar. Today is Friday, April 28th, 2023. I see Mike O'Connor over there. How are you doing on this Friday, Mike? Doing great, Brenty. Another week just about over here. They fly by, let me tell you what, but I'm excited for a good weekend and a great next week too. And guess what, Mike? It's about time, that, that time of the month where you, you say those few magic words. This is, this is the last trading day in April 2023, ladies and gentlemen. There will never be another trading day in April 2023. Wow. That's crazy (laughs) (laughs) so next week when we're joining you we will be joining you from may i love may not that i don't like april but i do love me a good may as they say the april showers bring may flowers so i'm ready for lots of uh beautiful spring flowers uh out in eastern massachusetts out near boston it's gonna be great hopefully detroit will be the same love it man it has been like green in Detroit. Like I love spring in, in Michigan and Detroit because it is green. There's some pretty, pretty wildflowers in my yard. Uh, there are some dandelions coming up. And right as you said, the old uh, April showers bring May flowers adage, Mike, it just started raining in Detroit, albeit it, it might be, this, it might be mildly almost snow. I think it's like sleeting oh. a little right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get you going with a quick preview of our list. If you want to like skip ahead to a specific name that you're looking at, we will allow that, but we we won't we don't love it, you know. Like stick around for the whole thing. There's a lot of good info that you're going to get. If you don't get a trading idea, if you don't get an investing idea, you're going to get some really good knowledge about trading and investing in general. So I would encourage you to stick around with us for the next let's say 10 minutes, 11 minutes or so. Our first stock for the day is Costco, C-O-S-T. Stock to watch number two is SoFi Technologies, S-O-F-I. Number three is Coinbase, C-O-I-N. Cloudflare, that's ticker NET, N-E-T, is our fourth stock for the day and our last stock for the day for the week on Benzinga's Stocks to Watch podcast is BioV. It's ticker B-I-V-I. Mike, if you would, please, could you get us kicked off with what's going on in Costco heading into next week? Let's do it. Costco, ticker C-O-S-T. Classic. We love to see those kind of tickers. Cost. And the company is going to be reporting their monthly sales results. We've said this in the past. If you remember previous ones. Oh, listeners and viewers, we've said this before. These are good numbers to watch for April on Wednesday of next week. And this has pretty consistently been a news catalyst for Costco, especially over the last few years. Not the biggest. This is not a uh, 
FDA phase three trial coming out of Costco's biopharma arm, which I don't think they have, but who knows? They're so big. Um, so it's not going to be a crazy catalyst, but expect to see some movement on it. I'd say similar maybe to those Roblox, Roblox player numbers that we often cite as well. Yeah, and that is even a little bit more volatile given where Roblox is as a company versus Costco as a company. Uh, you know, the, if if I had to guess, like just using some historical reference, a little context here. You know, the biggest move I've think I think I've seen after Costco has released monthly sales figures has been like a three four percent move. Um, sometimes it's it's a one percent move. Uh, what we don't want is we know there are a lot of listeners out there, users of Benzinga Pro that tune into Costco that might be already invested in Costco. What we don't want and why we highlight upcoming news catalysts like this a lot is we don't want you to be caught off guard on Wednesday. We don't want you to come sit, sit down at your desk Wednesday morning and go, oh my gosh, why is Costco down 3% and, sc and scramble to find the news? Tuesday, you want to be aware that this news item is going to be happening the next morning. Our second stock for the day is SoFi Technologies, S-O-F-I, a popular name with the retail investing crowd, a popular name on Benzinga Pro. The company will be reporting their quarterly results on Monday before market open next week. And <clears throat> we highlight Benzinga Pro a ton on the podcast. Of course, we highlight the chats in Benzinga Pro a ton. Of course, the chats are a very good way to get some community around trading. I imagine there's a lot of traders out there who are at home, kind of solitary, kind of working for themselves through that day. Ladies and gentlemen, that does not need to be the case. There are some awesome traders and investors and some awesome people just in general that reside inside of Benzinga Pro. We have a chat that you can tune into. You can ask questions about the platform, about trades. You can hear other traders' ideas. And that was the case here today for SoFi. Uh, one of the awesome traders and chat users in the Benzinga Pro lounge chat today highlighted a favorable setup in SoFi as far as the chart goes heading into the earnings next week. And that investor had a, an interesting comment. They said that SoFi was, quote, the only regional that was that has remained strong through this mess. Of course, referring to SoFi as a regional bank. And I really liked the angle that this investor was taking. And I think there's a there's a cool point that we can make here. Um, while, you know, SoFi, there might be a perception that SoFi is a, quote, regional bank. That's not really the case anymore. And even more to this perception about what SoFi is, SoFi wasn't even a bank for a long time. It was it was you know more like a, a like a like a servicer, more like a lender, not necessarily like a hard bank. And back in 2022, the company purchased another regional bank called Golden Pacific Bank Corp, and they changed the name to SoFi Bank. And then later in 2022, they used the purchase of that bank to turn it into a national bank, not just a regional bank. So this company is actually nationally based now. And I was doing a little bit of research on this this morning, and I came upon a Motley Fool article that had some cool points as to why SoFi is a little bit different from regional banks here. And I want to read a, a, a quote or two from that article. While many regional banks are now having trouble with deposit outflows from shaky depositors, SoFi is mostly focused on consumer depositors who are less likely to 
exceed the FDIC insured $250,000 threshold. So, you know, at least this article, and I've heard this from other investors, when the kind of like mix, the mess over on the West Coast of the United States was happening, SoFi had already made decisions and implemented change to do sort of exactly the opposite of what of what a lot of those bank players had been getting themselves into trouble for over the last like three or four months. Interesting yeah. like angle here, right, Mike? Yeah, that's a really wild spot to be in because especially if the perception is there that they're a regional bank, I, I like the idea of looking at them exactly. as a potential play here where there could be a difference. Exactly common information or perception out there is and what the reality is. And maybe we're going to yes, see well different come closer together after uh, a big earnings report. We'll have to see what happens. But I like, I really like the uh, getting kind of a uh, coverage from a trader in the yeah. lunch chat. This is a cool, maybe we can keep doing this. And, and that discrepancy that you highlighted between perception and a reality is absolutely like a top thing that you want to look for as far as potentially creating, creating some arbitrage opportunities for yourself. Perception is this. The reality is this. When is perception going to catch up to the reality? Is it going to? Maybe that is absolutely a trading or investment opportunity for you. Stock to watch number three, we've got Coinbase, ticker C-O-I-N. They're going to be reporting earnings on Thursday after market close. And analysts are currently expecting Coinbase to report a loss of $1.36 per share on sales of 650 million, Coinbase one that for a while was pretty darn po uh, profitable and popular. We've seen a lot of volatility and some difficulties in the crypto space, some SEC stuff going back and forth as well. So definitely one to watch if you are at all interested in crypto, if you're in crypto 100%, but also in terms of consumer trends, in terms of financial trends, 100% a stock to watch. Stock to watch number four, ladies and gentlemen, Cloudflare, it's ticker NET net. This was one of Friday morning's biggest losers, at least in the pre-market session. I haven't checked on what the stock is doing since the open. Uh, company reported their quarterly results yesterday. Quarterly results were mixed. They beat on the bottom line. They missed on the sales figure, the top line. They gave some guidance that was similar to the last quarter report. They gave guidance that was optimistic, favorable for the bottom line. However, the sales guidance for next quarter, both next quarter and the fiscal year were worse than expected. The stock is getting absolutely punished here today. This is a software name, you know, high growth name when they don't blow results out of the water, when they don't give guidance, that's very optimistic. This is how these stocks get punished, ladies and gentlemen. Saw some commentary from an analyst over at a great research shop, Needham, today. And, you know, there, there was a lot of analyst commentary. This is the case when we have a, a high growth name, high popularity name, reporting results that really beat or really miss. We'll have a ton of analyst commentary out the next day with analysts updating their models. Uh, dug through a lot of that. And really the the commentary here from Needham this morning <clears throat> really did a good job at summarizing what a lot of those other analysts were highlighting. Have a good quote for you here if you're an investor or trader in NetFlare or you're looking to get into the software space. Quote, management stressed a material erosion in conditions over the course of the quarter with buyers becoming much more tenuous. 
deal closure time stretching materially and more deals pushing out of the quarter. Cloudflare stressed they are not losing deals to competition and price isn't an issue, but buyers are meaningfully more nervous. We see Cloudflare's miss as a clear warning of risk ahead. A big warning there from Needham. That being said, the Needham analyst is remaining bullish here. The analyst did lower their price target quite substantially, I think from around 75 or 80 bucks down to around 50 or 60 bucks. Um, a little update to the model. When you see this kind of analyst action, reaction, I guess, you know, you ask yourself if they are still trying to hang on to a recommendation that they had gave, given previously, or if they are, you know, going to be prudent and potentially update their recommendation here with this clear warning of risk ahead. Wasn't the case yet, but that is something that I would have on your radar over the next couple months or so. Could we see some downgrades? in Cloudflare shares by the sell side. It's interesting to watch here as well as we've seen a couple big tech names coming out with some pretty big wins over the past week. NASDAQ uh, tech sector has been doing pretty good. And when you sure. see one of these names as an outlier, that could just make it even worse. So that definitely uh, yeah. makes sense why there's such a, such a big mm-hmm. downturn in the stock price. Stock to watch number five is BioV, ticker B-I-V-I. This is the last stock to watch of the day, the week, and the month. That's crazy. Oh, uh, This is a play <laughs> on an upcoming FDA-related news catalyst. They're expected to issue their results from a phase two trial for a drug candidate for Parkinson's disease later today. Uh, a company issued press release suggested the presentation would happen after 8 p.m. That's pretty late. Um, almost I know. The week it's kind of kind of odd, right? Yeah, that feels pretty weird. But also, how do we find out about these kind of press releases, these phase two trial results, Brenty? How do we get this information? Well, a lot of this info is coming out in press releases. You know, there are thousands of uh, maybe maybe a thousand. I don't know. Maybe not thousands, but maybe a thousand biotech pharma companies. That would be a lot to dig through. However. There is a really good website that I would refer listeners to. It's called Biofarm Catalyst, uh, www.biofarmcatalyst, not biopharma, biofarm, no A at the end there, uh, run by a guy who compiles all of this information coming out for press releases, coming out from like this, this news item from BioV. This is going to be a presentation at a conference, a biopharm uh, a, a pharma biotech conference and he's compiling all this information and putting it into a nice calendar that you can scroll through and you can see upcoming catalysts. You can like, you know, look by date, you can look by the uh, treatment, like what candidate they're uh, going to be focused on a really good resource. And like you were hinting at earlier in the podcast, Mike, like we hint at on a lot of the podcast episodes, Catalysts for FDA related catalysts for biotech pharma companies are some of the most volatile catalysts, news catalysts out there. When, you know, a, a, a phase two, even like the cases for BioV or a phase three trial happens and the results are very good and favorable or the results are unfavorable, absolutely going to be a mover for the stock. And a lot of times due to the like lower market cap nature of these names, it's going to be a big move, like a 20 plus 30 plus percent move sometimes potentially. All right, folks, that is going to wrap it up for us this week. I was just checking over our list 
minutes there real quick to make sure that we did hit all of the stocks today on Benzinga's Daily Stocks to Watch podcast. I hope everyone has an excellent weekend. We'll see you next week. We'll see you in May, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Friday, everybody. Catch you Monday. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.